Hello and welcome to the Leaner Stronger podcast. Today I'm going to be talking about supplements for fat loss, protein powders and bars, why these things even get suggested when we're looking to lose body fat and whether or not we should actually be taking them. So let's get to it. So this all comes off the back of some questions I've had from some clients more recently um, based around whether they should be taking some supplements to aid their training and their fat loss journeys. And then as conversations have gone on, we've begun speaking about other forms of supplements that they've seen out there and whether they work or not and whether they should be considering these things. And the typical things that we've ended up speaking about that I'll start with today is things like fat burners and diet slash kind of detox teas. Now, before we kind of talk about them specifically, we kind of need to just kind of define what a supplement is because I think once we kind of get to grips with this definition, then we can kind of answer some of our own questions that we may have in the future. And essentially a supplement is something that you add to something to make it better and enhance it. You know, it's not, therefore by definition, it's not, not something you take just to do the whole job. You need to have something there to add to to make it better which I think is you know which will hold on to that thought as we go through this as to then answering your own questions as to should you take x y or z but if we come back to the fat burners and the diet detox teas they sound really really good when they're marketed when you look them up on google they sound like they do an amazing job you're going to take this pill for once a day twice a day whatever it's recommended and you're going to end up shredding off the body fat, getting to that level of leanness that obviously you've been trying so hard to do outside of taking these these supplements. Now with these fat burners, a lot of their main ingredients, for depending on the brand, but a lot of the main ingredient generally is caffeine. And that's because caffeine has an effect when taken by the body that it can help with the body's processes of burning more fat but where this gets misconstrued and kind of I suppose extrapolated without the actual evidence I suppose is that like although it results in more fat burning within the body it doesn't necessarily mean that you're actually going to be burning the stores of fat to then get leaner not purely anyway, not purely because of this one tablet. We still need to be within the laws of dieting, so to say. So we, so you still need to be within your calorie deficit in order to then be I suppose, reducing your body fat, for example. It's not the act of just taking caffeine or these fat-burning tablets that actually creates that. Because if, if you think about the number of people that drink coffee, for example, which contains caffeine, providing you're not, you know, buying a decaf-based one, every coffee drinker would be would be extremely lean otherwise, you know. But if if it worked just by that. And it's the same with whatever other ingredients are inside of these fat burners as well, because generally they, they come with more than just one ingredient. Um all of which they claim to have some effect on increasing the fat burning within the body. So, you know, it's it's one detail that's not strictly wrong, but they've extrapolated it to make it sound magical 
And then we look at these diet and detox teas that are, are popular nowadays and have been made very popular through social media and um, with celebrity endorsements, celebrities jumping on board, being paid to advertise these things. And essentially the, the premise is you drink their tea for you know anywhere from seven to like 30 days and they guarantee large sums of weight loss and fat loss because of these things. And again, what we what we fail to understand or or look deep, you know, we just take it at surface level, see maybe a couple of pictures of people's results. Yes, they've lost weight. Yes, they look leaner, for example. But in the world of social media, one, you don't even know whether that's actually the results of them doing this thing. Two, you have no idea what else has happened away from taking that drink again. So it comes back to the same thing with the fat burners. You don't know whether they've still stuck to like the laws of, of fat loss in the sense of are they within their calorie deficit? Are these people training multiple times a week? And the scary thing is with these detox teas, for example, is that some of them contain ingredients such as laxatives, which is just really really not good <laughs> when it comes to, to anything like if you if your best friend came up to you and said look i'm going to do this this fat loss diet and uh i'm just going to take laxatives for 30 days you would tell them to shut up and stop being an idiot but yet we when it gets sold to us as a tea because the celebrities said so we suddenly don't question whether we should or shouldn't be doing these things so realistically we probably should be avoiding these things at all costs the diet and detox teas that is um i mean fat burners are pretty pointless as well so you there's no not real there's no real need for those either um and yeah we need to think about you know what and this is why we define supplements. It's like, let's think about what it means. It means to enhance something that's already there. And what should already be there when it comes to our weight loss? That should be good nutrition. That's the main thing. So I say without the calorie deficit, you're not going to be losing body fat. And a good training plan, of course, will always be useful alongside these things because it helps, you know, it helps with the energy equation exercising obviously helps tip the balance towards having more energy going out but also you know muscle retention then obviously and the active resistance training will help build the shape that you desire for when you get leaner etc you know the tone in the arms the legs etc all these things that we we want to get leaner for so and when it comes to all the other supplements, obviously I don't want to spend forever talking about all of them individually because there's just so many. But a really good resource to have a look at is something called examine.com. And you can just type in the supplement that you're thinking about purchasing or you're looking into. And it comes up with a lot of information that's based on the scientific research for its efficacy and whether it works or not. Um in different areas so i'll uh, i'll put that in the show notes so that you can you can click on there and have a look at other supplements that you'd like it's a really really good resource 
And then the other the other supplement that, like I said, we talk about with clients a lot of the time, they ask about is protein powders or protein shakes, protein bars, and whether they should. And it's probably, at least from what I see around, it's one of the most common supplements that's promoted around is some form of protein. We talk about it a lot within the fitness industry as well. And it's because protein will help you recover from training session. It triggers this process called muscle protein synthesis, which essentially means the building of, of protein and protein ends up being muscle within the body. And every time we train, we trigger it. And then obviously you can't keep training multiple times a day, but you can trigger it through eating enough protein. Okay. You can eat it through food or it can be within these protein shakes and bars. Either way, you can stimulate it and you can increase the rate at which your body recovers uh, because basically building the protein or building the muscle is essentially recovery from training, which allows you to then get stronger, etc. over time. The other reason why protein is banged on about a lot when it comes to fitness, etc., is that or fat loss especially, is because when you consume it, it has the effect of keeping you satiated or keeping you feeling full for a bit longer, which naturally over time can help us adhere to the calorie deficit, which in turn then means if we're adhering to the calorie deficit, we can then lose body fat over time. So that's why it gets its good rep, I suppose, and, and suggested a lot of the time. But again, do we need it? It's not an essential. Remember, it's a supplement. So it's something that can potentially enhance something that's already there. And it's convenient as well. They're convenient. So it, it depends on many... It depends on your circumstances. But have you looked into your nutrition? Have you done as much as you can with your nutrition that's possible? Are you getting you know, a good protein hit three times, four times a day through food? Yes or no? If no, can you change that so you can? Yes or no? If yes, do it. If no, then potentially we can look at using some form of protein supplement. And then obviously, if after all these questions we've decided that protein shakes or bars, you know, some form of supplement is the right thing for you to be doing at that moment in time, then we can just look into which one you want to be taking. Realistically, we're probably looking for some sort of whey protein supplement of sorts, and it can be in shake form or bar form. There's a couple of different considerations for both realistically the shakes are going to be a bit lower in calories um, because they can you know it's liquid format and they can kind of condense the powders down to mainly protein you can get some really good proteins that don't have much carbs or fats in them keeping the calorie content down whereas when it comes to the protein bars you know they need to make these things taste nice and you know do what bars do and be a you know be a bar so they have to add different carbs and, and fats in there as well, which just boosts the calorie content. So it's just a consideration to have. 
when it comes to deciding whether you, you know it's not that either are better or worse than the others it's just finding which ones you prefer plus then you got to then experiment with the tastes protein shakes depending on the companies can vary i've had various over the years some have tasted actually quite nice some have tasted worse than anything you can imagine uh so it might be a bit of playing around with different brands and 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 flavors etc but you know from a personal point of view i i've used my protein for many years because they're fairly priced and and they taste decent for for what you pay so but that's you know that's something you can explore and then I think the, the other thing just to note is how much protein should you be having um, when it comes to these supplements, like how much should you have at one time? And I think for most people looking to lose fat, obviously this very much depends on the size, your body size. Bigger, heavier people will probably require slightly more protein to optimise this recovery. But realistically for most if we can get a 20 gram 25 gram serving of protein that's enough to do a job um there is some science you know out there to suggest there's a certain amount that you need to take in to stimulate this protein synthesis thing as best as possible but for the, at least the people that I work with, we don't need to worry about optimising these things. It's just a case of getting enough in there to do the job that it's meant to do, right? Which is consuming enough protein to help with recovery, help keep them full between meals and aid that, for, you know, aid the adherence to their to their calorie deficit. So I wouldn't get too wrapped up in that. But if you can get, you know, somewhere between, you can even broaden it out, 15 to 30 grams of protein in one serving then you're on to you're onto a good line. I wouldn't stress too much about that. But other than that, yeah, that's I don't really want to dig too much deeper into supplements. It's just a case of if you're looking into these things, let's just make sure you've got the underlying principles there, especially if it's fat loss. So have you got your calorie deficit in play? If that's in play, are you then training effectively with a good training program? then if you really feel the need to have a supplement you're probably going to be looking more towards protein you can you can uh, not worry about the things that seem to promise the world to so the fat burners and the diet and detox teas we can pretty much rule them out as pointless but maybe protein could be a supplement for you if you are struggling to get it in through your nutrition for whatever reason and you can just understand that these things come with costs. You know, you have to pay for the protein, um, etc. So it's just weighing up all the considerations for you. But hopefully you found that useful towards your supplement views. Like I say, I'll put the link to examine.com if you have any other supplements you'd like to look up. That's a really good resource. If you have any questions about how much protein you need to be having or what, you know, which protein powders I've tried in the past that you might want to have a go at that I think I could recommend, just let me know. And yeah, and if you've enjoyed this episode, then please feel free to share the podcast on your social medias. It means a lot to pass it on and spread the word. Thanks for listening.